0: On and welcome to another installment of Films on Trial. I'm Gavin. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. Oh, that was seamless. Well done, guys. It's getting better every week. <laughs> Basically, we are four lads from Liverpool who just like to bitch about films. You could say we're atomic shit on all the films you like.
1: <laughs>
0: very nice thanks thanks guys Yeah, week <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah this is getting worse guys. have you gone bank I have, got, I have got I've got a list that I'm working through uh, it's a very short list though so I think I'll uh, I've gone through everything uh, by probably next week um, so this week's film is Conair. Air uh, so we've just all finished our research so I hope <laughs> you guys are ready to review it later on
1: yeah ready for it
0: yeah I uh, am excited to judge a film it's for your the first time it's first time, time? yeah, yeah. And I'm going to try and be as impartial as ever. I don't know how well that's going to be. <laughs> uh, but before we get to the main event, I thought we could do a little bit of news. Uh, hang on. That's. I <laughs> so didn't Oh, this man. Sweet. See, now, now this, this is what, this is the final production this yeah. is. Oh, <laughs> a production value on this. Just <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is like the Chris Moyle show or, I don't know, something unpopular. Um, so basically, this part is where we go around and we talk about the biggest pieces of news that we have seen or read this
1: week. Um, Alex, would you like to start? Uh, okay, I'm going to do uh, two little bits of news, just because I want to pop in the first one. I just saw that uh, Moonlight is coming out on DVD. If you haven't seen it, it's absolutely incredible. Like One of the best films I've seen in, in the last few years. And uh, have you all seen it? Mm-hmm. I haven't. You haven't? Oh. It's, it's mm. absolutely amazing. Like, really is one of the best Cinematic experiences have had an absolute age. I say. thought it was absolutely brilliant. Did you? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and honestly, no, like, yeah, yeah. All, all the topics that it dealt with, um, I thought it was really original to actually watch a piece of cinema uh, that dealt with um, kind of a coming of age um, tale. Of sexuality yeah. in a really kind of beautiful way. because right. I, I mean, maybe it's me, maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but all the previous films that I've seen that have dealt with a topic like that have always been kind of a young, a naive boy um, or girl coming to terms with their sexuality and um, finding it with a kind of. A more aggressive partner or yeah. an older partner uh, or more dominating it's its never been told as beautiful as that I don't think and, I,
1: and also I think because it's, it's that part of the film but there's also the part of the film of you know growing up in poor areas in you know in America especially for African Americans you know there's lots of films that deal with that and try and make it you know quite gritty and try and make it I don't know, quite stylized and stuff, and I liked the way this wasn't at all. It was a proper piece of like cinema that looked at it in a in a totally different way, and yeah, no, I just I absolutely loved it. So I can't wait to see it again, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I one I, one of the kind of things that I thought I wouldn't
0: like about it was the fact it was split up into three parts. Yeah, um, and each part was played by a different actor. Now, if that would have been any other film, that might have been a bit of a bugbear for me. Yeah, yeah. But the way it was just such a beautiful story. Uh, just you just completely forget about that. I didn't even notice the difference to be honest. I mean, it was just kind of like seamless. Could have been anybody, uh, but you know, you're just so invested in the characters. Um, it was just a- absolutely, you know,
1: amazing. Deserved the Oscar, even yeah. if it could have been given slightly, slightly uh, better. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the way it kind of did win the Oscar was was very,
1: very cruel. To be honest, yeah, for everyone, but. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's, it's
2: funny now though. we can look back. <laughs>
1: before, <right? laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I do you feel Warren Beatty got a lot of? I mean, it not was it wasn't his fault entirely, was it? I mean, no, it was given the wrong No, highly. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. Warren Beatty opened up the envelope. He realised that there was something wrong, and he passed it over to Faith. <laughs> like, I know, I know. He threw but it under he, the bus. But then,
1: but then she just was like, "No, no,
3: no,
0: no." And yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. But, yeah um, fair enough. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely well deserved the best
1: film. I, I think it's one of one of the best films I've seen in a while. To be honest. All right, and sorry, second piece that went on a bit longer than I thought. But the second piece uh, is um, tying good tying in with award ceremonies that. Um, uh, Elizabeth Banks got in a little bit of trouble for saying, you know, for dealing with the fair issue of, you know, there's not enough um, female leads, uh, but singled out Steven Spielberg for not doing it. Yeah, you know, I could see a point when I first thought about it, but then, you know, when I realised that he'd done the colour purple and that's a pretty iconic film, like, obviously it's the wrong thing, but I don't know, I just, again, you know, I... I, I Personally, like the way these issues are being brought more and more and more. I think you know, yeah, it needs yeah. to be done probably correctly, but you know, well,
0: definitely. However, um, she could have
1: spoken about it in a more broad sense. Yeah. instead D- of out Didn't, to didn't need to be Spielberg. at the Spielberg. I
0: think,
2: yeah, good motive, poor execution. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I, it
1: didn't seem thought through, and I think it needs to be. Mm. You know, it, it does.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's it's entirely right. Um, and to be honest, apart from the colour paper. I mean, maybe this is this is me not thinking about his whole uh, back catalogue, but I'm I trying to think, think of a film where he is focused on a strong female. Uh, lead. Apparently, there are three. Three. They I don't know go. what the other two are. <laughs> <so I'm laughs> in his storied, <laughs> like 45 year old career, you know, he's he's got three films. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's probably true, but it's probably true of a lot of directors, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's true of most of Hollywood. I mean, you look at some films and you think to yourself. Or there's no reason why this needed to be a man. Um, there's no reason why this needed to be, say, a white man. Or it's it's kind of that um, debate with the remake of, of uh, Ghostbusters. A yeah. lot of flack was about oh, the man. cast of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, recasting uh, four males Absolutely. as four females. But that got nasty, didn't it? That but the thing is, is, is there's nothing there to suggest that they had to be male no. characters. It's essentially just four sci- or three scientists. So so why why did they have to be men? I think it's just because the film was so iconic in the first place. But we're getting a little bit off topic.
2: Sorry, guys. Um, Dave, what is your news of the week? Uh, Yeah, I I was scraping the barrel a little bit on this one. I'm not going to lie. And I I saw the front cover of a well-respected film magazine, which I'm not (laughs) going to give the name of because I'm not going to plug it. But um, they've just voted *Godfather* the best film of all time. isn't that exciting it is shocking given, given the grief <laughs> that you guys gave me when I said Godfather's my favourite
1: film I would say that I, don't know, I would say the Godfather,
3: Godfather
1: 1 or part Godfather part 1, one. Godfather
0: and is Godfather part 2 the second best film you know what one? I didn't actually look no, <laughs> it's, 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 not, got it's got it's to not, be in the top not, 10 in it. it's, 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 I don't actually know if it is in the top 10 but it's not the second
2: one I think um, Empire Strikes Back is number 2 yeah. Um but, it's not necessarily news but it's either this or actors pay focus of film subsidies debate <laughs> mm, I thought we'd have more from. was the so Godfather. <laughs> but to, to be honest, I mean, I saw the, the front
0: cover as well, and I thought, well, no big surprise there. The Godfather names is the best film of all time. I mean, if you look at the top ten, um, it's sort of your, your usual ones: Shushek Redemption's in there, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws, Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction. They're always circling the top ten, I think. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings. That's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen something new. So, so if you read later on, what, um, they have interviews with directors, famous directors, famous writers, and they talk about their favourite tens. And a lot of them do go for the same old films and say, oh, you know, pretty much ten of the best films you'll find in any one of these top hundreds category things. Uh, but there are a few people who throw a few curveballs in and say, well, you know, this, this list has been done to death here are 10 films I don't think you guys will have seen that really influenced me in my directing style which I think was, was quite good mm-hmm. because I was reading the lists and I was like well I've never heard of any of these films mm-hmm. and it's actually paid my interest and now I actually do want to go and watch some of them so I think that's a better way of doing it
1: does Does anyone think they would be up for trying to prosecute The Godfather as
3: the greatest movie of all time
2: I, I would prefer not to <laughs> we should, we're not going to it would be, be, be tough yeah. it would
3: be one of those where um, you know if you're defending it you could talk for two hours and if you're prosecuting it you'd be like sounds like a what? challenge yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I, oh, I don't know I mean it's it's not been too long since I saw The Godfather but I'm always
3: up for a challenge yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not next week though <laughs> <laughs> maybe not but I think that the lists like that are personal well, yeah. I think so anyway yeah, yeah. like yeah. my list would be yeah. entirely different to, to those lists and I think that's where critics have to look at it differently, are they have to take out their personal opinion? Don't they really? Yeah, no.
0: But it would, it, you know, it's to be honest. Um, your list would probably be uh, seven of the Fast and the Furious,
3: <laughs> <laughs> the great films. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Joel, uh, what is your news of the week then? Um, well, my news of the week also kind of leads us on to to the trailer of the week, and that is um, the Daddy's Home. Trailer, there's the second film which is basically, well, at the end of the first film, kind of spoilers if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Will Fell uh, kind of become friends basically. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the trailer basically shows they're at the airport and they're waiting for their dads to appear. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's dad is Mel Gibson, who kind of just kind of looks like an older version of Mark Wahlberg. He's got, like, this leather jacket on his hair. It's, like, gel back. I thought you were going to say an older version of Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> is he still, has he got his beard? He doesn't have his beard. He's queen-shaven, if I remember rightly. Um, but he's just kind of got a bit of attitude, you know? Like, yeah. a bit of punk rock. Um, and then there's uh, Will Ferrell's dad, who's actually uh, John Lithgow, who wow. I think is, like, just a really kind of... Awesome. ...actor who's just got such a broad range of... Um, like characters that he portrays, like if you're talking, uh, you know, maybe the season of Dexter, where he just kind of portrays this kind of really dark uh, villainous character, and then if you watch this trailer, it's just completely different. He's just like this, uh, you know, light-hearted uh, kind of comedic, kind of stupid character. After like
0: sort of they drop from the
3: sun territory, then. Well, I was just mm-hmm. thinking, that um, yeah.
1: do you find it like a little bit? with Tom Cruise Mel Gibson's got the same thing for me I just can't quite watch him no, you know, no. Anymore. Mel Gibson hasn't got the same thing he's got a much much worse thing <laughs> now, yeah. say, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean though it's just like I can't watch him anymore without no, being like yeah. oh um, some, some, some answering machine messages start playing in my head do you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, right definitely. and it's I I just haven't been
0: able to look at him the same way since but Hollywood's got a short memory when it comes to some people I mean sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't it's really it's odd because you have somebody like Ben Affleck who was in Daredevil and everybody was like no way (laughs) no Ben Affleck's just a terrible actor let's just blackball him from decent films for like a decade uh, and then Mel Gibson makes some really horrible racist comments and he has a couple of years off on holiday <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. and now he's back uh, receiving an Academy Award nomination for Best
3: Director which I just thought was ridiculous which
2: was deserved
3: though I mean maybe there comes a point Ooh. you've got a look past what was it for? Hacksaw uh, Ridge, I, it Ridge. It was, I would probably say that's jumped into my top ten films what? It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I haven't seen it, it, so yeah. I I mean, I am judging the fact that, but I actually
0: haven't seen it. It was brilliant. I've got to admit, his direction was
2: excellent.
3: Yeah. You know, maybe it's an absolutely
0: brilliant film. Maybe
2: it's a sign of forgiveness. I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. So basically, you can do absolutely anything just if you can make a decent film. The Polanski. Effect. Yeah. The Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
2: the word. The
0: Polanski
2: defense. Like, yeah, one of <laughs> was way. terrible. Hey,
0: but I'm out, <laughs> t- know, oh, my word. Yeah, no, it just leaves a bit of a bad taste for me. Um, I haven't been able to watch any of his stuff since then to be honest but then I can't really
1: watch Polanski's stuff no no. um, I mean I I have to say Woody Allen now it's a bit yeah and I absolutely love Woody Allen so I almost had to say this on air but it does, you know, you just, oh, watching Manhattan now is, no, 17-year-old, oh, yeah. really. Oh, it's actually, just actually, to be honest, you've got a giant head poster in Manhattan. Manhattan. <laughs> It'll come down <laughs> at some point, but, yeah. And this must be just
0: torture. <laughs> Every day you walk into your living room and you're going to see this giant Manhattan poster. I know, I know. Uh, well, so moving on from, uh, from this, uh, I'm going to talk about my piece of news of the week. Uh, which is the fact that uh, Marvel bosses are talking about having a bit of a shake-up with regards to their cast, especially with Infinity War Parts 1 and 2 due for release soon. Um, No big surprise here, to be honest. I mean, they've been accumulating cast members like um, Brucey was accumulating Pokemon Go's last year. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have a go at me about my phones. (laughs) About Pokemon Go. I mean, you know, it's you've got to think about how big their cast is now. If you were to include every uh, main sort of protagonist from the film and then all of the side characters that were in there, it must be about 40 strong now.
3: Well, I think the writing's on the wall for a fair few of them. I think <laughs> um, Captain America, for anyone who doesn't know, dies in Civil War in the comics. Um, and Chris Evans has blatantly said that he, he's interested in doing other things now. So I think he will go. I think Robert Downey, Downey Jr. will go. Um, what did, I mean, what did, were you just saying how much he gets paid per film? Yeah, it is a stupid amount. Between 60 and 100 I think he's taken home now. A ah. million per film. Um, which obviously Marvel just, although well, they're raking it in let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they want to, you know, if you Compared him and say Tom Holland's salary. You're probably yeah. talking like night and day, aren't you? Real? It's, it's
1: mm-hmm. also where where does Robert Downey Jr. go? I mean, the the what's his Tony Stark? Yeah, I just don't I think feel he's, like there's anywhere for him to go. Anyway, he's just gonna get back in the suit and that's it. You
3: know? Well, he, isn't he? Is he fifty or is he fifty now? Well, he, 50 he did, yeah. yeah, So he's better than me as a superhero, you've got to say. You know, they're gonna retire soon, but I think in the comics again, spoiler. If if anybody doesn't know. Um, I think Infinity Wars pretty much every single hero that fights in that dies. Really? I think Thanos kills all of them, or at least 90% of them. Obviously, being a comic, they get resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nothing, yeah, Nothing like, forever uh, in comics. Like five issues later, but a fair few of them are going to die, so it's going to be interesting. I, like All all they need, though, is to stay dead. You know? I, I Well, I think up. they will. I think they'll have because Marvel have got this... Um, or is it like a like a phase approach, haven't we? So, this is like the end of phase, whatever. Phase two. Phase two, or it whatever. It sounds like some that. evil plan to take over Hollywood. Phase two, <laughs> commence phase
0: <laughs> three. I've <laughs> and, and been showing it all along in their <laughs> films. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do think that it, it has come time to trim the fat a bit. Um, and as you said, I think there are a few big earners there. A, want to move on so they can flex their artistic muscles somewhere else. And B, maybe they're just <laughs> too tired. Uh, you know, uh, it, I mean, how long's Robert Downey Jr. been doing Iron Man for now? I don't know. Nearly 10 years, isn't he? He could probably think, though, when, he, when he's
1: thinking about whether to do another one, the 100 million. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it might be uh, like
0: Do I want a story added to my house? <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, we're going to move off topic. So, thank you, everyone. That was the news.
1: Is that the same as the first one?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, I I wanted to vary it all. I mean, it sounded like it was just a bear just pouring at a xylophone there, but I knew (laughs) what I was doing. Um, So, I think it's uh, time to move on to the main event, which Mm -hmm. is films on trial. Uh, So, this week's film was actually one of Dave's favourite films of all time Con Air. Which uh, we picked this week because it was 20 years old um, last month. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dave, how do you feel about
2: one of your favourite films being 20? Uh, that, that, the age does not bother me. It's, it's timeless. I, I feel it will, uh, it will live up. It will still be being watched 20 years from now. It's dated well. People may still be debating it. But <laughs> well, just as Alex said there, um, I mean, we watched it before.
0: Do you think that it has aged well? I mean, it is 20 years old. Were there any parts that you watched there and you thought, ooh, that looks a bit off?
2: I wouldn't say so no the bits that have aged I would say it's got that 90s charm it's that 90s blockbuster action movie charm it's, it's a hint of nostalgia yeah it's aged it doesn't stand up against some of the action films of today but it's it's still enjoyable yeah um, so I mean before we actually
0: talk about the film um, I was just wondering Alex if you have any trivia of the week
1: I, I do have some trivia it ties in nicely as I am prosecuting this week uh, Connor Uh, John Cusack refuses to be interviewed about Conair because he dislikes the film so much. He will not. He refuses to be interviewed about it.
2: Ooh. I have heard that it was just a stepping stone for him to get in the blockbusters. Basically, he, says, really? oh. he cannot talk though, can he? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
3: To be honest, I think at this point he'd be happy to be interviewed about anything. Yeah. My right <laughs> words. You yeah. don't
2: want to talk to me about Conair, anyone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just anything,
0: please. Yeah, I mean, I saw an interview once where um, somebody had a cardboard cutout of a boom box. And they gave it to John Cusack in an interview and they said, oh, I'm going to play the song from Say Anything. Uh, Would you hold it above your head? And it is the most awkward thing ever. Just outright refuses. And the interviewer's like, oh, come on, it'll be a laugh. John Cusack's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about Con Air?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel that trivia point is more of a poor reflection on John Cusack than on Con Air. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, right, well, I'll give you a
0: brief synopsis. We're already at it. I don't know, (laughs) let's (laughs) go. I'll give a brief synopsis of Con Air itself. I haven't written anything down, um, so I'm just going to go from memory. Um, Nicholas Cage is a war veteran who um, takes some time off to go and see his uh, pregnant wife at a bar. He's approached <laughs> by three... <laughs> it's approached by three is this he's approached by three lads... This is
2: going to be brief, can't No, no, no.
0: No, it's brief. He's approached by three lads, a bit of a fight, and he ends up killing one of them, and he gets sent to prison. So many years later, he's transferred from one prison to another via a plane... Uh, where all the prisoners kind of take over, hence the name Con Air. So this week, in defence of Con Air, it's going to be Dave. Mm -hmm. And in prosecution, it's going to be Alex. Mm -hmm. And Joel is going to be lending some impartial advice as a character witness. So um, the first thing I want to talk about as judge um, is... Is the film? Oh no, I don't actually want to talk about anything, basically, because it's it's your guys' time to shine. So what we're going to do is, uh, if I um, pass it over to Dave, and you talk about a topic that you want to talk about during the film. Mm -hmm. So what was your first topic of choice?
2: Okay, first thing I want to bring up. I know I did this when I defended Pirates of the Caribbean Four, but this is a good point for this film. It's a great ensemble cast kind of my go-to thing <laughs> also can I require by the way Nicolas Cage is not being transferred to another prison he's, he's getting paroled yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's a key, point. Not, that's a key uh, point not to be held in contempt of court and piss off the <laughs> I was going to say Dave you need to be trying to convince me Ojection. you to get my good sir objection
0: <laughs> I think mean, it's a very
3: crucial plot
0: point okay <laughs> yeah, there are no real plot points <laughs>
2: Uh, that's it, the judges are going to me now. <laughs> yeah, the cast. Again, this yeah. is a great ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Nicolas Cage, the, the Star Wars of 90s uh, Hollywood actioners. You know, yes. you've got John Cusack. The, the, the guy from the 80s who was trying to come good and breaking the blockbusters which we found out didn't really <laughs> out, but he gave it a good shot John Malkovich let's be honest now what a pleasure mm-hmm. what a pleasure every time and then the great ensemble cast on top of that Steve Buscemi Ving Rhames Dave Chappelle in what must have been one of his first acting roles mm-hmm. I have to say uh, Cole Meany who uh, we were discussing before could be the, the underrated hero of this film he is he's a, he's yeah. a gem he's yeah, a gem he's a good one yeah so Danny Trejo Danny Trejo my, my hero <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah, so, um, uh, Alex, uh, would you like to respond? No, I mean, you know, Dave's right. You know, I think, in fact, you know, do, just, to, just to give it a little context to this debate, this debate has been raging for over ten years between me and Dave. You know, we used to get the bus to school and back and still be having the same conversation as we, as we, were, as we were having it. Um, yes, Dave's right. There is an ensemble cast, but just as there are ensemble casts, sometimes too many cooks. Uh, what's it? Too spoil the co- broth. Spoil of broth. That's one no, too many cooks. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. uh, is too so much, much helping you with? The I think, a little Yeah, with my opening statement. Yeah. Uh, too many cooks uh, spoil the broth. So yeah, no. It is great. It is lovely to see all those actors when they're first introduced. You go, yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Well, what's this bit going to be? What's his bit going to be? What's this going to be? But the problem is, all of these characters need to have something happen. You know, you can't just have Danny Trejo and then blah. You know. So he has to have an arc. You know, a little bit. And it's fine, you know, and he does, but there's, too many, there's a little bit too many arcs going throughout the film. So by the end, when Vingrams just gets killed by the... Oh, yeah, Rhames just gets killed by the motorcycle going into him, you think, oh, what really. Like, Rames was a really good character. That just feels a little lazy. Yeah, but there's you know? seven
2: minutes to go at that point. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, it's... it's it, it, you know, it's a great cast. You know, I'm really happy to see all of those actors in it, but possibly too great. And I think quite a few films, like The Departed make the same error where they just put in two or three more... Two, 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 two or three too many stars, I, mm. I believe. But.
0: So, Joel, would you like to add anything to that? Which, um, which side of the fence are you going to towards?
3: Uh, I think Dave's side, to be honest. I think back then when the film was released, you've got to remember they weren't all massive stars then. It's only because we're watching it back now. Um, but, you know, a lot of them have gone on to bigger and better things. So... Um, I don't think they all need an arc. I think they were just you've got you know obviously background characters and all that type of stuff. And um, watching it back now, you know it's it's fun to see all these kind of a listers now kind of you know acting. A Nicholas Cage movie. Hang hang on, hang on. Let's take it back a bit. (laughs) A-listers. I would say that most of them are. I would say
2: Markovich is an A-lister. Oh yeah. Boucher is an A-lister. Ving Rhames was on the back of *Pulp Fiction*, so I'd say he's an A-lister. Kusak. May have been slipping. Yeah, he's. he's but I, I think that's Kusak's fault more than Nicholas else. Cage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas I, I, Cage. I'd say it's been a while since any of these have been close to the end. Yeah,
1: they they, 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 they haven't done anything recently. They've been desperately trying, haven't they? We're but not Nicholas Cage. Which talking about
2: nineteen ninety-seven? Nineteen ninety-seven.
1: stars. <laughs> Can I just like Joel's brought up uh, Nick Cage, and you know, I've I've got a very N- Nicholas Cage is very hard to pin down. Do you know what I mean? He's I love him, but he's also he's he's Brilliant in some in certain films like Adaptation, but he's also <laughs> brilliant, brilliant in that. Definitely, one we'd, one all, we'd all we'd all agree on that. I'm but we ho- Hollow Man. And Hollow Man. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd also. Um, hollow Man. <laughs> but um, no, Nicolas Cage is brilliant in films like Adaptation. Sometimes he's awful. You know, Wicker Man is just you know he's just terrible. You know, I'm not going to say that Nicolas Cage ruins this film at all. You know, he, he, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that occasionally he does ham up a little bit too much. His southern accent is quite appalling in places, right? Which, you know, does, it goes with his charm sometimes. I mean, and again, the put the bunny in the box, do you know what I mean? He does it in a wonderful southern accent. It's, it's brilliant. But sometimes it goes a bit too far. And it does, in some of his films, he can break the fourth wall a bit. And he can be a bit like, oh, I'm just watching Nicolas Cage ham this up. And it sort of just re- yeah, sometimes in certain scenes it can, you can just be like, oh, I'm watching it, I'm watching a Nicolas Cage movie here, not a, not a good action one.
2: But in this, he actually does break the fourth wall practically a couple of times. He's not meant to, he's like looking to the side of the camera, so he's not looking dead into it, but there's a few things that are practically said to the audience. Yeah. You know, like when, uh, when Baby O says to him, you know, like, what's wrong with him referring to Steve Buscemi? Nicholas Cage looks just to the left, just to the left of the camera, <laughs> just just the of the camera yeah. and says, my first thought would be a lot.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's so
2: And he's having it up. Look at that. it is <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that accent. You know, this, he is hamming it up. There's no denying it, but I say it's enjoyable. It works.
1: Well,
0: as the judge, I think I'm going to just put a brief halt on this for an impromptu quiz for Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, it was good watching Conor back again, uh, but there was one thing that I was actually really good at the bow was that Nick Cage gave quite a subtle performance there wasn't a bit in it where he
3: lost his shit basically (laughs) Uh, it was quite restrained quite restrained yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he would have lost his shit if he hadn't cut the bunny back in the back he
2: was about to lose his shit at that
3: point I bet there's a blooper reel before (laughs) him losing his shit (laughs) so uh, so
0: basically what I thought I'd do is just play three quick clips of Nicolas Cage losing his shit, and Dave has got to tell us which Nicolas Cage film it is. Okay, so
2: this isn't this isn't going to impact.
3: <laughs>
0: this uh, is not quite what a courtroom is like, is <laughs> <it>? <laughs> this, is, this is going to impact the final decision of the judge. But I thought it might be a bit <laughs> fun.
1: <laughs>
0: right.
2: so, 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 Dave, what was that? Uh, nah, killing board? me will bring your goddamn honey. That can only be wicked man, uh, man Oh yeah, okay.
0: I think I think you're onto it there, uh, <laughs> right? So, but right, I'm now t- onto something a little Ooh, bit more. This difficult. is tricky, yeah.
2: How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just
0: put it in the right file according to alphabetical order.
3: Yeah, a B C D E F G R, H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z I don't know about that one myself yeah, I got no, I, I don't know
1: I've, I've seen not. it a lot Isn't it is it a I'm vamp- gonna is it Vampire esque
0: It's it's I don't think I'm gonna take a stab at Moonstruck but I don't think it is Oh no no Brucey is uh, uh, well, Alex is on the right track a bit it's uh, Vampire's Kiss Oh. Uh, and our last one. Um, this is this is a lot shorter. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good.
1: Please wait turn. I know, I know, but this
3: is an emergency. Hey,
2: buddy, ever heard of a lie? Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten told you pissed blood? I've
0: oh got to admit, I don't know that one either. Can I, can I guess? <laughs> go on, Alex. Uh, bad Lieutenant. Oh no, no, no! Close. Oh. It was Matchstick Men. oh, oh is it? I've not yeah. seen that. I actually really like that. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Dave, uh, one out of three mm-hmm. ain't bad, as Meatloaf mm. wouldn't sing. No. Uh, but moving on,
1: uh, Alex. Can yes. I say what is your first point or topic of the film? Uh, okay, so I'm going to go with uh, plot. Going to talk about plot for a little bit. Um, you know. Of, you know, obviously, we talked about this on the podcast before. You know, there are a lot of potholes pot but of, obviously, we're talking about convicts on a plane that are flying off. So, you know, I'm going to skate over that and say, you know, it's got some artistic license to go with that. However, it does that. Gav was making a point where we we're watching it; it's actually like a little bit like Die Hard. You know, like the film. You know, you've got a man stuck in a you know in a plane or a building. And, you know, the terrorists have taken over it. You know, we've got to get away. they very suave, very, you know, um, charismatic villains. And, you know, he's in contact with the police, with the people outside that are trying to help him and, and aid him. But the thing that Die gets right is it keeps the attention on uh, Bruce Willis and John McClane. Whereas in this, in Con Air, there's just this bit after the initial hijacking where we're jumping almost constantly between the plane and the cops, and it's the plane and the cops and then you see a little bit more happen with the plane and you see a little bit more happen with the cops and you see a little bit more, and it just I, I keep forgetting it, because I do, you know the end of the film is so, sort of ends so well that, you know, you sort of forget there's that a bit in the middle where you are a bit like, oh, come on you know, you've just hijacked the plane and then they just sort of stop and, and don't do anything with it so, I don't know, that, that just does that does, I think, is, is, a, is a serious hole in the, in the film it's just that it just slows down too much, and, and a very key moment when it needs to keep that
2: momentum going. Yeah, you, you were really enjoying the plane bits then. Really loved, loved. the plane bits. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed that that majority part of the film then. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, loved it. Just yeah. just loved it so much. Would have, have loved have... it. Would have loved it more if we if it hadn't been still You know, if that's a word by. By the, you know, by the John Cusack bit. I mean, John Cusack's character isn't, it doesn't need to be played
2: by John Cusack. It's not that big a bigger role, really. <laughs> no, it's not, but he brings a certain charm to me. You know? He does. But he does. you still have that in Die Hard. I will admit that the similarities between Con Air and Die Hard are there. It's, it's very formulaic in that sense. It's the action sequence, sort of, but it's, it's, uh, it's quite a typical way of doing it. But I've got to say, as far as putting a spin on the Die Hard formula... This is one of the fresher versions of it. This. Mm. this is one of the best takes on it. But remember, Die Hard does go to Reginald Bell Johnson and Paul Gleeson. There's still scenes with the cops at the base there of the car.
1: Yeah. There is, just not as many. There just, just feels a bit where it just, ugh. Just needs, mm. to, needs to pick it up a little bit. Especially because it's like, what are you going to do with the plane? And then they don't do very much. You know, it doesn't they seem They crash much. it in the Las
2: Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually.
1: <laughs> and then you're back on board for the end. But
0: there is, there is a bit in the middle where you just, yeah. You yeah. wanted it to be crashed into another city before. Yeah, that. I know three <laughs> or four cities. they just, just <laughs> crashed into Lunar airfield, take off, crash
2: into Airfield. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, have you got any response to that, or have you said your piece? Uh, as far as the plot goes, yeah. Uh, no, I can say a little bit more about the plot. Like, I said, it is very. More, I understand some people may call it a recycled diar, but I think mm. it is a the, one of the more refreshing takes mm. on the hard formula. Like I was saying, I just want to emphasise that point. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, it, it was fast-paced. I mean, maybe too much on the plane. You know, maybe that would have been... It would just be too much for a roller coaster. Maybe be more than people could handle. As much as they enjoyed... <laughs> as much as they enjoyed the plane scenes. It would be too much. You know, the, we're only human at the
3: end of the day. That's true. Too much.
2: So, so, Joel, have you got any thoughts about the plot?
3: Um, I'm, Again, I'm probably 75% more on Dave's side here. I think when you watch Air or Die Hard or... Commando or any of those types of films, I don't go in for the plot, to be fair. When I saw the cast and what the actual plot is, I'm not watching it to be kind of, you know, super intrigued, thinking about it all the time, that type of stuff. I'm just, like, waiting for the next time Nick Cage, like, in somebody, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, uh, survives an explosion by jumping through. Um, a tiny rectangular window, bar window um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. It, you can look at it both ways I think it's um, one of them where Alex is, is grasping at straws <laughs> a, <laughs> it's a hey. objection objection is it's impossible <laughs> <partial. What? laughs> uh, well,
0: while we are on the topic of plot I just want to ask people's opinions about the kind of uh, the first bit of the film that actually gets Nick Cage sent to prison um, the fact that he was um, arrested and convicted of manslaughter after he killed uh, one of the guys in self-defence. What do you guys think of that point as a plot piece? Do you think it's believable? Because uh, research in the film, that's one of the main criticisms, the fact that would he have actually gone to prison for ten years?
2: Oh, it's totally unbelievable. I mean, for one, he wouldn't have been charged in civilian court because he was still an active soldier, so he probably would have been sent to a military tribunal. It's true. Uh but
1: I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just to be honest. Can I, I'm going to come off my defence a little bit here. I know I should. I, don't, I know I'm massively. Go But just to say, like, uh, I think it sets his character. You know, I, I think actually, you know, it, it does the thing that he's had a hard life in the past or something like that, and the fact that he is this sort of uncaged, like a caged animal, almost. A you know? caged. A caged nick animal? caged <laughs> animal. Uh, so yeah no, he's, and, the, and the fact that he's a dangerous man but that he's kind of like you know leashing he has to leash himself you know? As, he has to leash himself <laughs> what yeah, is that, that? that sentence to a <laughs> <Nick> brain himself <laughs> <laughs> a nick caged animal who has, has to, to, to leash himself,
0: himself. <laughs> that's what we yeah, I, I think the judge in the film uh, a worse judge than, than me I must say But he does use the phrase, his body is a lethal weapon, which is quite good. Um, Okay, yeah, so uh, moving back to you, Dave, um, what is the
2: second point you would like to discuss? Okay, I want to talk about the action set pieces in this. Mm -hmm. 90s film, it's a blockbuster, it's not a film that's going to make you think, it's not going to break down social boundaries, this relies on action pieces. And I think it delivers. I think there's some great action set pieces, the taking over the plane... Is exciting. Is the uh, the fight in the plane graveyard at Lerner Airfield is exciting. The chase scene through Las Vegas. These are some really well directed, really well choreographed fight scenes and great action set pieces. Uh, I think they're a real asset to the film. What do you think,
1: Alex? Uh, I think they're a little dated now. I think I think we're sort of used to a slightly better caliber of action now. And I think it's you know it was fine at the time, but I think when you watch it back years later. You get, you know, I think the fight, you know, the fight sequence where the convoy comes and the gas canisters blow up and everyone's shooting and stuff like that. There's, there's, you know, that was fine at the time, but now that's just not good enough, I don't think. So when you watch it, you're a bit, you know, checking your phone, looking around. It's not, like, gripping you like it used to. Um, Also, it just has the weirdest last action sequence in the world. I mean, it, it, it... it just doesn't need to happen. And you just, you're just you watching it, the end of the film's ended, and then the music starts again, and you go, hang on, what's happening here? No, surely not. And then there's a whole other chase sequence oh, that just remember. carries on. There's another chase sequence <laughs> where John Malkovich like crashes through uh, a window, weirdly crashes through a restaurant window, and ends up in a, a weird industrial site. So it's, you know, the action at the time was good, but it's a little too much, and it just... It's just of its time, it's not quite...
2: I've got to say, I think it is very much of its time, but I think that's a good thing. I think these days, yeah, it doesn't look as polished as certain action set pieces, but that's because these days, it's all CGI'd. Yeah. It's all cgi there's no heart to it anymore. This, back in 1997, was done with stuntmen, it was done with stunt drivers, it was done with pyrotechnics and explosions, and not just CGI'd over. That's why, yeah, it looks a little dated, it maybe doesn't look as polished, but I think... I think it's more enjoyable there's a realism to it there's but
1: a, would you take out that last action sequence the, the, the chase sequence the, yeah 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 the,
2: the, only to put in something better maybe more, <laughs> more likes <laughs> more, more <about>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
1: it just feels a little too much one
2: point you know? I've got to I've got to strive home at this point is we should not take this film too seriously no true we should not underestimate it true but not take doesn't, it too that, seriously. that doesn't
1: mean that I think sometimes though when you don't take action films too seriously it just means you can let them get away with anything and you know, sometimes could I'm not saying that it wasn't good. It just could have been much better if they'd thought a little bit about the idea of them jumping on the bikes together. It's just a bit, it's you clean. know. You know, as a little bit with Nick Cage's performance, it's sometimes. You know, it's, I mean, when he jumps out of a little bar. You know, at the window of the of that little shack, he's in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then oh, it explodes all around him. Yeah. Somehow, because he's out of the window, he's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah,
2: not, not a scratch on him. It, it
1: just it's just a little bit sometimes. Like I oh, know this is just daft, you know. And I think yeah, you know, you can enjoy a daft action film. But I enjoy Con a bit more when I'm taking it seriously, and sometimes it doesn't let me.
2: I think that's where you're going wrong. You should not take this film too seriously. If I, mm-hmm. if I could, if I may quote... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's come back to place, everybody. If I may quote the illustrious MC Ganey...
3: This is the first. This is seriously To a first. those who may
2: not be overly familiar with the film, he plays <laughs> the, uh, the prisoner's pilot swamp thing. Yeah. He's a character out there. You think you don't know him, you will he was talking about characterisation and he's one who's quite happy to talk about Connie, unlike a certain <laughs> John Cusack, Cusack. Yeah. and he says in a movie with so many villains take a look at my character closely not that it supports the weight of careful examination and this is a man who enjoyed this film he enjoyed this part it's true, it's true. but he's saying essentially even just in the terms of his character and in the film in general don't take this too seriously don't overanalyze it enjoy it for what it is on the surface which is Nicolas Cage with a bad haircut
1: I like. We, we, to be honest, John, we often come to these point in a, when we're talking about films where I'm saying no. I like. <laughs> I like analysing things. It's okay to analyse things. Well, I'll I would say if they're good or bad, and like sometimes. But bad. Dave
0: has, has, has just used a quote from MC Gaming. <laughs> MC Gaming. If you're listening, <laughs> MC Gaming, you're
1: welcome. All right, that must be the first time they do
0: say MC Gaming. <laughs> MC Gaming is the uh, Sophocles of 90s action films <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no. Uh, Joel, uh, would you like to add any weight to this argument? I can see both sides like I said previously this is one that you're not going to take too seriously and overanalyze and think about think about all the plot points and things but I do think some of the action, action sequences sorry, are a little bit mm, dated or off even for the time like the scene where the uh, the motorcycle goes into uh, Vic Reeves is just a little bit kind of, you yeah. know, he just goes ah. And then uh, <laughs> that's right, Joe. Joe, if you're hanging off the one. back
2: of a fire engine, nowhere to go, and a motorcycle is careening <laughs>
0: towards
2: you, yeah, <laughs> I would
1: I
0: would probably
3: think fuck and jump out the way. But <laughs> <laughs> to be
0: honest, Joe, we're all not MC Gaimy. We can't say <laughs> <laughs> inspirational quotes. <laughs> can't just pull them out the, out of a hat. <laughs>
3: But also the bike would probably just hit hit the um, you know fire no, truck no, and, and just bounce off. At that point. Everything explodes on content it um, And then you've got like the, the one I mentioned before where uh, he runs through the bar uh, when it explodes when in reality <laughs> his head would probably like, explode <laughs> along with the with the shack. But it is it's it's like Dave, Dave says, you know, if you over analyze it then you could do it for every film. I think there's there's a piece online uh, that somebody's written if you google it you'll be able to find it and it basically says it goes through all the action sequences in Die Hard and it just says what would happen if this is reality and like 75% of them would result in John McClane being killed like yeah, the explosions but, his head would cave in under the pressure all yeah. that type of stuff but as in action
2: films I mean often than not you know you see them exchange of blows exchange of punches and it's yeah. like you know, one punch could have killed him Mm. yeah it's like with action films you can 't well,
1: you need to push it up to that boundary, but sometimes Connor just pushes it past where you do start asking those questions whereas his you 'd never be like you 'd be like, oh no, you can jump off a roof holding onto a fire hose on a building that 's burned and crash through the windows like yeah, you can do that you know he yeah. can fall down an vent and like grab onto it somehow you know it 's like yeah fine don 't even worry about it. But you he know, didn't worry about it.
3: i <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> not
0: funny. worried
2: about Nicholas <laughs> <laughs> But
1: in fact, the in fact th- he did get shot in the arm, didn't he? You completely know,
0: no No, no, so, you know, it so, was
1: point blank as well.
2: Yeah. It,
1: the, the Even over, a blind man would do better. I, I do understand <laughs> that over analysis can you know it's yeah it's ridiculous in films like Con but a bit of analysis sometimes because other than that it just goes absolutely absurd.
0: Yeah, I mean to be honest, it is a Jerry Bruckheimer film and he can't make a film without opening a bag of crisps and there being an explosion you know it's, yeah. it's one of those things when, when he's not casting books and women in his films <laughs> okay. he's making so yeah that sounds a bit out of context but that's in relation to our pirates discussion that was the trivia of the week that uh, Jane Buckheimer said that the mermaids had to be very buxom naturally buxom Na- naturally buxom I might say took t- 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 a great personal interest in it <laughs> well, to be honest I mean most of the cast in eh, look like they've been hired for their the, uh, <laughs> So Good. books and bodies. Was he, was
2: he misquoted? Was he like, oh yeah, I want them to be naturally buxom, as in perfectly natural?
1: is like, I want them to be buxom, naturally. <laughs> 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 oh, can I, right, can I just bring another thing if we're talking about Joe Bruckheimer? oh blog. There is, and you know, I know what we, I know what's going to come. There is two women in this film. Mm. Two women in this film entirely. And We're not going to count the two little girls, but there are literally two women in this film.
3: You to know, be fair, I, it is a film about male prison convicts yeah 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 but it, it just true. it just feels a little uh, mm. sausage heavy and it would it could have done some people like it sausage
1: heavy
3: <laughs> <laughs> it does Alex. depend on your taste here but <laughs> it
2: was the Shawshank redemption
3: heavy. <laughs> uh, it was, it was 12
2: angry men <laughs> <laughs> sausage heavy for you right to be honest I've got them in a mixed jury it could have been. Yeah. Should have been. In the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Where's, where's Elizabeth Banks when you need her?
0: <laughs> no, uh, to, to be honest, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that most of Brooke Armour's films are sausage-heavy, but yeah. I think this one might be the
1: exception, the fact that it is a um, prison transport. It uh, is plausible. It's true, but I, I think it could have been better with a little less... A little less obsessed.
2: I mean, to be well, honest, you were lucky to get women in this at all, to be perfectly honest with you. It's true. No, yeah. the, well, that's actually a,
0: a, a point that we can debate a bit further, boss. Uh, we're running out of time here, guys. So I just want to move over
1: to Alex and say, what is your second topic for discussion? Uh, I would like to talk a little bit about the script. Because, there, you know, I'm not going to deny there are some lovely little lines in this film you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it before Dave does put the bunny in the box is a really well delivered line you know, it's put the bunny back back in the, the box, box. <laughs> it's, it's very well delivered you know it's got those you know is it, did Jerry Bruckheimer did The Rock right did he do The yes, Rock yes yeah. because he, he just he just seemed to put in these really like macho phrases like the situation needs to get unfucked right now and, you, know, <laughs> it, you know they, they are like ah, oh, you know kind of just over time yeah you know yeah. it's like this is kind of why I watch Conan and to listen to stuff like that
0: I, I, but, I, I, but, I knew the prosecution
1: <laughs> yeah, um, we've, we've got a quotable movie so there is a but But there are um, certain lines That just sort of clang And don't quite make the grade a little bit um, You know so Although some of it's very good Some of it just doesn't quite Doesn't quite make it for me You know and I feel like There could have been better ones Steve Buscemi for example I just don't feel like he's given any particularly good lines and so he's set up well but he's not given any real you know
2: I think he's got some zingers yeah. yeah yeah, is a yeah. Define yeah. irony bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous oh, by man. a band that died in a plane crash
1: it's true oof oof, oof. yeah he came back with uh, <laughs> 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 he came back with mean, <laughs> came back hard <laughs> he had to have him with the box there
0: uh, well, Dave um, is there anything
2: that you would like to add to this topic the script well yeah I think to be honest with you the, the script is a bit of a triumph when you think there were so many disagreements about it on set, and it was being torn mm. down, it was being rewritten.
3: ...for one quote, and like you say, put the bunny back in the box. You Pretty much everybody knows what film it is from that quote. So, makes the film, really.
0: Yeah. Put the bunny back in the box. It's better than his accent. (laughs) (laughs) I've been practicing my shit in the cage of quotes. Okay, so anything else that you want to add, Joel? You done with that one? Uh, Yeah, I think I'm done. Right, well, that's that's it. I think uh, I'm going to have to come up with my verdict now. Uh, I've heard a lot of good points from both the defence and the prosecution. Um, I've watched the film myself very recently. I must say that there are very mixed parts to it. It is very, very heavily 90s action film, mm-hmm. as Dave said. Uh, I mean, nobody can walk uh, more than three steps without a thunderous guitar riff coming in <laughs> or a bit of slow motion or an explosion happening. But, you know, as Dave said, it's got a lot of charm to it. That's what people like to see. Um, and, you know, when you're watching a Jerry Brookhammer film or when you're watching a Nick Cage action film, that is what you're going to expect. Uh, as Alex said, the quotes and uh, script... Um, some of the plots there are some loopholes there there are some sort of you know clanging bits of, of the plot there. some of the script as well I do think it's a bit dated um, yeah I, I mean you're, you're all saying put the bunny in the box but it is a terrible line I mean it's, <laughs> it's great but it's terrible <laughs> and the same it's equal measures great and terrible um, but I think I've reached my final verdict and I am afraid I'm going to have to put this one. ...on the hit list... Whoa. ...sorry Alex... Uh, no, ...I'm clapping it... <laughs> ...you put up a good fight... ...but uh, no... ...it's going uh, to join the hangover of all films... ...on the hit list... Um, ...so... Uh, ...I'd just, just like to kind of know. ...I mean it's quite obvious that this is one of Dave's favourite films... ...so he was always going to put himself forward... ...as the defence... Alex, what did you actually genuinely think about
1: the film? If I'd done this film, if I'd prosecuted this film ten years ago and I actually really hated it, uh, then I think I would have done a much better job. But literally a decade of Dave working on me about this film <laughs> has paid off. Where actually I do really like the film. It's it's. Um, do you know what? One thing that I I would you know I I, I think is John Malkovich does one of the best jobs ever because he's got. So many big stars around him. You know, I know it came stars later, but he's got the, the cast is so good that it really could have faltered if it didn't have a lead villain. Do you know what I mean? I would have that, that would have been that would have ended the film. Whereas Malkovich is perfect at sort of having that overarching, you know, villain villainous as- aspect to it because it'd be hard to look like you're actually in charge of him. Yeah. But you might, so he pulls it off. But no, I, I, I just think it does exactly what you want Conair to do. You put Conair on and it just delivers it in spades. I do think it does actually drag a little bit in bits, you know, it's, You know, it could have been better, but, I mean, honestly, it's con air, so, you know, yeah.
2: it just... So it took ten years, but I eventually won you over. You did,
1: you did, it, and now it's literally on air. Ten so, yeah. years from now, guys, I'll have won over John Cusack as
2: well. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My work
0: starts So, So, Joel, what did you genuinely think about it? I mean, you seemed to side with Dave a lot during that
3: trial. <laughs> well, uh, I just think D- Dave brought up better points to be honest <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary but <laughs> but uh, just a tiny bit of background I got, I got the the old school bus with Dave and it's one of the first films Dave ever lent to me um, you know so he probably got me while I was uh, young and impressionable <laughs> <laughs> wow he, he didn't even want to borrow I am bag one day. to him
0: oh yeah um, I, I, I think it's it's a, it's a pretty good film as well uh, well not good as in good I mean it's you're not the Godfather it does, it does. it's not going to back us the
1: one in any Do, film it is uh, hilarious it does sound like Dave's been having a lifelong crusade <laughs> to make, to make <laughs> on air at and, the top of everyone's yeah. films list I can just imagine Dave just walking down the school bus aisle with like a, a
0: thund- thunderous <laughs> guitar solo behind him <laughs> and his carey locks blowing in the wind that's, that's the sound effect my life <laughs> <laughs> is that just in my head does that actually sound <laughs> effect
2: that accompanies me is like a <laughs> real
0: so, uh, so uh, just to thank uh, all of you guys, you put up a good, good fight. There, made You're some welcome. very valid points. Um, you no, say good
3: fight
0: but <laughs> yeah, there were several times where Alex turned to be not the word shit <laughs> but yeah it was, it was very entertaining to listen to anyway um, so what, uh, once again we have picked up brand in the film that we're going to review next week um, and it's going to be a tricky one to be honest guys it's the 50th anniversary of this film this year it is Star Wars Episode 1 a New Hope. Excellent. Oh, actually, is it episode one. Uh, no, it's episode not. It's episode four. four, episode, four. So it's episode four. Star Wars. Episode four. A New Hope. The 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 first one, but actually the sixth sixth one. Four, fourth well, fourth one? one. Fourth one. Oh, one. The, ed- the fifth one.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: Uh, it's all messed
1: up now anyway we're going to review that one Um, I feel feel like I'm quite looking forward to this because it's definitely going to be one of the more controversial ones I feel like up to now we've been you know getting getting ourselves ready for this
0: well we we pulled the names out of the hat and um, in uh, defence is going to be Joel uh, and oh well uh, in prosecution is going to be me so uh, good, good luck me I've got a long week ahead uh, judge it's going to be yourself Dave good, and acting good. as an impartial character witness I don't know if you can do this to be honest but it's uh, Alex
1: <laughs> I'll do my best
0: uh, uh, so once again I just want to thank everybody for listening it is really greatly appreciated we really appreciate you taking the time off to listen to this um, just to kind of point you in the direction of our social media you can follow us on Twitter at Film Trials I just want to say a big, massive thanks to our graphic designer, Winston Sang, who has been providing us uh, with some hilarious artwork to accompany our films on trial. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter, at The Underscore Quirks. He's a really, really talented artist, and I'm sure he has got a great catalogue that you can look through via Twitter. Um, Just to say that we're going to be up and running on a number of uh, different media outlets very soon. All the details should be on the link below. Uh, but once again thank you very much everyone and we will see you next week when Films on Trial discusses Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope goodbye